0: Today's episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. We'll take care of all your podcast production so you can focus on your business. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com. Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're struggling with how your podcast can help? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all that. I am your host, Cliff Dubinwa, and in this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips that they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers. We're back with another episode of the Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Now, since 1999, today's guest has had 26 business partners in 13 businesses across three countries, loves the challenge and reward of growing a small business. To something a little bit bigger. Now, his podcast provides insights, lessons learned, books and tools, as well as habits that experienced business owners suggest that you develop. And they also do interviews as well to unearth the tremendous value for anybody that's wanting to grow their business with less stress. And that's the keyword right there. Please welcome to the show, the host of the Grow a Small Business show, Troy Truwin. Troy, how are you?
1: Very good, Cliff. Thank you very much, and it's a great introduction, and i uh, really glad um, to be on the show today.
0: Wonderful. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about your, your business and what it entails?
1: Sure. The Grow Small Business, we've got the weekly podcast. We've got cast going live on a Monday and a Thursday. So that only takes me personally a couple of hours a week because I've got a really good offshore team that takes care of the podcast editing and socials, etc., Most of my time now, these days, though, is sitting on boards. So there's four boards here in Australia that I sit on and I chair two of those. I do a little bit of CEO coaching, uh, a couple of projects here and there. Uh, And then we launched an online course almost two years ago now called the Distillers Institute for anyone thinking of starting a distillery here in Australia. So uh, the the Grow Small Business community is a lot of content through the podcast and a weekly leadership email that we we send out so it's really there to help other business owners grow their business and also reduce stress both in the business and for themselves and their team and we do that through having experienced business owners on our cast that have grown a business before they've had at least five team members so it's not really for startups it, it's, it's for the audience that wants to know how to get to that next level of growth if they're in a growth mindset at the moment. So they enjoy hearing not just the successes and the wins that these business owners have had, but also the pains and mistakes that they've made, which I think is equally important so that it can help more business owners avoid them.
0: Exactly. And I think you bring up a really good point there because it's not just, you know, the scores and the victories, but what were the challenges that you faced and how did you get over them? If you can help somebody to avoid that problem or at least point them towards a potential answer. Yeah, you know, I think that could go a huge way into providing a lot of value to your listeners. Like you said, the ones that actually have the growth mindset.
1: Absolutely. And when I researched, so we launched the cast a bit over two years ago now, and uh, our 200th episode actually goes live in a few weeks just before Good Friday. And when I was researching the cast, I, f- I felt there was a gap out there of clearly the content the questions that i ask is about 28 structured questions to draw out those successes and pains and the another area i thought that was lacking was in between the startups and the unicorns so there's a lot of great podcasts out there that like how we how we built this for example but that's often talking to unicorns the one yes. million or 10 million that have made it which is just not realistic for most of the small business owners out there and as you'd know cliff in most developed nations small businesses you know provide 60 to 70 percent of the jobs for that nation and it's an economic powerhouse Mm.
0: so you you see this this need. there's a need out there for this kind of show but let's take a step back what made you decide to get into podcasting in the first place
1: well been mentoring for about 14 of my 21 years in business now just informally pro bono started in melbourne i had 10 years in melbourne been four years in London, I've now been in beautiful Tasmania here in Australia, just an island south of Melbourne for about 11 years. And having now 13 businesses and a lot of business partners, people would approach me for advice. And so what I found a couple of years ago was podcasting was really taking off and I thought that I'd be able to help a lot more people a lot faster with the one-to-many through a podcast rather than that one-on-one mentoring Nice. And now, thing, sorry, Cliff. Yeah, the other, and the other thing is I just purely enjoy talking to business owners and it's a, it's a great way to meet interesting businesses and business owners around the world. So it's a really good platform for me to learn, pick up great tips and, and advice and resources to consume from other business owners in, and in about an hour chat, a couple times a week.
0: Now, with regards to your uh, podcast then in you know, putting it out there and I love the conversation topics. Uh, that you're picking because it is true seems like everybody either talks about how they want to you know very initially start a business or like the unicorns so it's great that you were able to to spot that hole in the center where you could go in and offer something unique uh, to the podcasting marketplace so for your podcasting how does that work or connect back with your with your core business or is this just something advice you're just putting out there for self-gratification to help the people, what are you thinking?
1: It, it's a bit of all those things. Definitely to help the other business owners because I've seen a lot of uh, pain and stress, and you know mistakes made in business. So right. helping, really helping to avoid people make those same mistakes and and live a better life. Really, it's also for my enjoyment. But thirdly, it, it's part of our brand or marketing for our business. So. We'll be launching some courses online later this year, uh, which is delayed by a a year or so because we decided to launch another online course business. As I mentioned before, the Distillers Institute, that was just under two years ago. We've now got 360 students doing one of our two courses there. Beautiful. just launched course two a month ago. So that took a lot of time. We've got three business partners in that business, but it was also a great learning opportunity for us at Grow a Small Business to launch another online business quickly and obviously focus on the marketing. So we're going to change a lot from what we initially planned for our courses here. So the podcast provides great exposure to business owners that might want that structured advice and information, plus a community you know behind it with a, an accountability group, eight business owners, when we get to launching those later this year. So my question to you is for the courses that you're coming up with, the ones you're going to be develop, developing and implementing
0: this year. So before you mentioned about uh, the Distillers Institute, Mm-hmm. Is this going to be like a little bit more evergreen for more businesses to be able to take advantage of and just you know plug in their vertical, their niche, whatever it is, and still be able to apply that same advice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the Distillers cool. Institute doesn't focus on the technical aspects of how to make great spirit. There's an institution in uh, um, Edinburgh, Scotland, the Institute of Brewers and Distillers, which is an excellent um, resource. So we point our First students way. to do that technical training the Distillers institute course is more on the business side so business plan market research marketing plan financial model and a heap of background on the industry the grow small business course is for any industry anywhere in the world but we do our focus is to help people with five to twenty team members and they don't know how to grow to that next level The, the, the inhibitor may be capital it could be marketing but a lot of the times it's people and management so recruitment and also the you know either no strategy or no clear strategy or no proper execution of that strategy. So the the three courses help on all those levels. Strategy and leadership first for the business owner, so the sole business owner we're targeting, who's working in the business. The second course is for all the managers in the business to do because I think there's a real gap of great content out there for developing yourself and your own managers as a good manager. And so we point to some of the world-class resources that we've come across over the last 22 years. And the third course is for everyone in the team to do. So the effective team member course, which is to increase productivity, but also reduce stress by giving the team better habits some um, productivity tools and tips, and also the mindset change, which sometimes has to be uh, company-wide or business-wide, those changes to make it really effective. And I'm a big believer in mindset. So, you know,
0: thank you for that. I know we talked about the, the three standpoints that you're getting out of your podcasting, but let's talk about how are you using podcasting in your business? Is it just purely a marketing play or like, how are you using it?
1: Yeah, it's purely marketing. We'll never advertise on the cast. So it really is, from a business point of view, it's a, it's a brand building and marketing tool. Hey everyone, we're gonna take just a moment to thank today's
0: sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. Do you love editing your podcast episodes? Yeah, I didn't think so. You're an entrepreneur, not an audio engineer. The point being is that those hours that you're spending could be better spent on your business or with your family. That's why Podcast Pipeline offers full production podcast services. We take care of your podcast so you don't have to. And that means your time will be yours again to focus on what's really important. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com to learn more about how our services can help you. And now, back to the show. Now, when you got into podcasting, and I believe you said you had 200 episodes that were up, when you got into podcasting, what was one of your biggest struggles
1: when you just got started? I think it was it was breaking into my calendar. To be honest. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's once I built that habit of this is a rock in my fish tank as Stephen Covey talks about, and, and put those times <laughs> in my calendar. We went, we started with one one cast going live a week, and then October 2020, less than 12 months later, we added the Thursday slot as well. And it was just a matter of making sure that I built up a buffer. I think we only missed one scheduled go live. And so it's both for my offshore team who's editing if they're sick or need to be away. So we generally have about a month buffer now. So it was building up that that, right. that bow wave of, of time. And then it hasn't really been a problem finding guests. We've got a, one of our offshore team members does guest outreach. I do a little bit as well. So... I would say just making it that habit and, and locking in that time in my calendar.
0: Nice. Yeah. Cause one of the things that, that I teach is, is making sure that uh, you can do, you know, the batching and mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in batching. So like today, for instance, all I do all day long is just interviews and then I'm set for the next month. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, month and a half or whatever it is, because it, and it just takes one day, one full day rather than, yeah. One here, one here, one here, one here, one here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always interrupting. I'll, I'll forget. I'll be at a yeah. doctor's appointment. Someone will ping me and be like, hey, I'm waiting to be interviewed. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I forgot, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I'll do the same. So, Wednesdays, a, a, a big days for me, a bit of Thursday and a couple of windows on Friday, just because we have a lot of international guests on the cast. So the timing difference can be a bit of a pain. Certainly. So a question I want to circle back on is, and obviously you've
0: got extensive experience on this you've you've had all these successful businesses, all these partners. Why is it important for you to go back and help the small businesses grow?
1: Well, firstly, not all of them were successful. Some of them were flops and failures and well, other ones just died It's because I've seen a lot of uh, pain in the small business community, a lot of divorces, you know mental health issues from business owners. so I think getting more material out there to help them is is going to make not just their lives better, but their businesses and, and also their local economy. As I said before, their, small business is such a big generator of, of jobs and, and the economy in, in most developed nations. So it's something I've got a real passion for is to help people out there have, live their best life and have the greatest chance of success. Nice,
0: nice. And with your podcast out there now and with having 200 episodes, why don't you share with us, like, baby, what what's one of the biggest successes that you've seen come from your podcast?
1: One of the things I really love doing is, is building the network and connecting people. So there's probably one in three or four guests that we have on. I'm able to either connect them with someone that's been through an experience. So a good example was... Here in Australia, I'd had interviewed across probably a month, it just happened to be that there were two women that had franchised their business. One had a good experience, one had a bad experience. And then there were two women that were considering franchising. And so I was able to connect those four and the two with the experience were able to impart their knowledge and advice to the two considering franchising their business. So it's a great joy for me when I'm able to help people in that way, connect them up, or even just give them tips and resources, whether it's book, great books or podcasts that will help them, or particularly here in Australia, government grant programs, for example, when we talk about funding, and one of the questions I ask there is, how did you fund your business? And if they don't mention grants, I'll, I'll say, which ones have you accessed? Because there's some good ones here in Australia, but I think like most countries, the governments are poor at marketing these grants, and a lot of business owners don't know about them. So, it's really good to be able to help. The, even just the guests on the cast and the audience obviously benefits from that as well.
0: Oh, that's actually a, a really great point that you point out because if you've, you know, if you have that experience getting a hold of those grants and how to do it. And every single year, I remember I, I went through this many moons ago when I was looking at grants to start a business, is there so much money that yep. the government gives to small businesses to use to be able to market and grow their business. That just goes unclaimed. Absolutely. Nobody either knows about it or they just think, oh, well, I'm not going to get it. So they don't even bother to apply.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yep. So what I'd like to do is for the entrepreneur that's out there, if they've got a podcast, you know, maybe they're struggling, like you said, you're, you're 200 episodes into it. And I like it cause you really pr- approach it from, from a really high level CEO standpoint. If they're struggling, what would be like a, a key piece of advice or some piece of advice that you would give them?
1: The first piece of advice i 'd give is just make a start when I googled before I recorded my first cast and uh, have a guess cliff what 's the average number of episodes of podcasts out there on the internet well, two years ago when I looked this up
0: well right now they 're saying there 's about one point five million podcasts out there,
1: yep, so the average number of episodes for podcasts on the internet is seven so obviously yes. you 've got you 've got joe rogan 's got you know hundreds of casts and some some other big casters like that so I think it is just making a start and then being consistent. Like I said before, building that habit, putting that time in your calendar. I'm very, uh, you know, productivity and efficiency driven. So, right from the outset, it was quite easy for me to also set up the procedures and delegate that to the offshore team very, very quickly. So, I literally spend just the one hour recording each cast and then the offshore team takes care of everything else, editing, getting those drafts, show notes, and audio to the guests for final feedback before it goes live, socials, guest outreach, all that. If you are looking at doing this, just make a start, be consistent. And then then if it's getting, you know, eating up too much of your time, then look at ways to be able to delegate a lot of the the lower value tasks. So where were you when I started my
0: podcast, though, so (laughs) long ago? (laughs) (laughs) Because I learned how to do everything wrong. And I was, man, it was burning 10 to 12 hours a week yeah. uh, on my podcast. So uh, <laughs> kudos to you for bringing that efficiency to it.
1: I mean, that's uh, that's a good point. I, I'd love to learn how to do video and audio editing. I'd love to do more marketing and the socials and creating, pulling quotes out and audio quotes out, etc. But again, I guess going back to that strategic thinking, which I do, the way I looked at that is instead of spending 10 hours a week on one episode, I can spend... 10, one hour yes. recordings, you know, I can get more episodes out there and reach more people. Yeah. As I like to joke, delegation's my middle name. <laughs> well, for me, it's, it's
0: all part of, uh, and I'm sure that you've heard about this before. I'm to be, educate you, but it's the process. It's when you look at any kind of a framework or a process for that matter and if you're looking at steps it's always eliminate automate delegate yeah and for me as far as like delegation goes it has to make a pass eliminate and automate first well yep. and so even if i decide that this this step isn't required and i eject it what can i do to automate it if i can't automate it then i delegate it because i can tell you this right now it's and i'm a little bit late getting to the party which is embarrassing but i finally hired my first va this last december right and that has been an absolute game changer for me Definitely. i am Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am so happy she's on my team. And there was—I uh, just shared this in the last interview that I did, but there was like a week where I was down sick. She kept right on working, didn't miss yep. a beat. Just came back, and all this work was done. Now I'm training her on how to write show notes for the podcast and everything else like that, and she's just eating it up. Um, yeah. So that's great because the one thing that you that you pointed out earlier is—and I actually want to reference the uh, the big leap by uh, Gay Hendrix, talking about being in your zone of genius, right? So yep. kudos to you for recognizing that you could you know, do it your best at, right? You're good at getting the questions. You're good at getting people to, to really share their experiences. You're good with connecting people. I truly believe that is your zone of genius, right? You could learn editing, you could learn video, but that's not where you really excel because the people you hired. This is obviously their zone of genius, right? They love to do this stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They follow clear procedures. And the other point you made a minute ago about automation, there's a lot of great tools out there to help you get your podcast ready, cut down the audio, the the pauses, et cetera, and and produce the first draft of the show notes. Yeah, so the uh, podcasting started probably 15, 16 years ago in a serious way. And now there's a lot more tools to make it a lot more efficient, even just for someone doing it on their own.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, because the way that I learned it, the videos, so I started my podcasting like maybe six or seven years ago, the videos I watched already at that time were like five years old, I was, I, I learned how to do it the most inefficient way.
1: And, you uh, and would have po- fired
0: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and podcasting is huge now. I mean, and there's still yeah. so much more growth to go, but it, it is a big medium for people to consume knowledge. And uh, just look at Spotify's acquisition of Joe, Joe Rogan a couple of, well, a year and a half ago now for $100 yes. million. Dollars. It's huge. It's a, and at the same time, they're also snapping up some of those infrastructure companies that you know can insert ads into content. Um, casts on the fly show production etc so obviously they're betting big on on podcasts and i think it's the it's still growing as a percentage of a you know learning tool for people
0: yeah and i agree with that and and it was the other day uh, i read it in my my podcast news feed but so the new york times very big here and they actually just spent a lot of money buying podcasts which right. i thought was probably the best move that they could make because print the print media nobody's you know no. buying you know, newspapers anymore, they're consuming all their content online. So for them to go into podcasting, make that shift, uh, I think was a bold move, but more importantly, I think it was, I think it was a right move, you yep. know, for them, cause they're still yeah. going to be able to get that advertiser space for these big podcasts and to have these bigger podcasts on there, you know, be able to drive revenue that way for their business a lot yeah. more than you probably could with print. You know, Absolutely. If people are listening, they want to connect with you, you know, check out your show and uh, start consuming all that uh, good content out there because you do talk a lot about mindset, which I think is actually universal. So if they want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Just go to our website, growsmallbusiness.com. And from there, you can click on podcast. There's six on that page. But if you view, if you click view all, then on the right hand side, you can see we've categorized the podcast by country by number of team members by industry so you can find some good casts there that might be relevant to you from that website you can obviously also get to our facebook page and instagram and linkedin as well so feel free to connect to me connect directly with me on linkedin is another good place to um to keep up to date with what we're doing
0: wonderful that's really great and for our audience we will make sure to have all those links in the show notes down below troy it's been great having you on the podcast today Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Cliff. And as I said, before we hit record, this is only the second time I've been on the other side of the microphone. So I really appreciate your time and and letting me on your show.
0: Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.